Bruce Arians said that if Tom Brady hadn't returned, he'd still be roaming the sidelines. We discuss the most important player on the offensive side of the ball that isn't a quarterback. And we discuss Brady's lack of denial regarding the Miami Dolphins rumors. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my fantastic co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can find all of my written work over at BucksNation.com. You can find all of David's over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listener, your first view every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. James, Bruce Arians talking over the week weekend uh, since the last time we convened uh, during Buccaneers mandatory minicamp about his career decisions or lack of career. Well, he still has a career, so it's just not coaching career, right? Shift shift in his job title. Uh, and when he was asked about leaving the sidelines, Bruce Aaron said, quote, I was going the other way. I was thinking he wasn't going to play. He being Tom Brady. I was thinking about who are we going to get? Who wants to trade? There wasn't anybody to draft. That was obvious. Shots fired. Me to the public, I was fine with the two we had, Blaine and Kyle, because I've seen Blaine win with a good team behind him had Tom not come back. I probably would still be coaching. I couldn't give Todd that situation End quote. So James Yarko, your thoughts on Bruce Arians confirming that Tom Brady ran Bruce Arians off the sidelines. That is not at all what he said. And Tom Brady also vehemently denied the reports that he and Bruce Arians don't like one another. Um, unlike what he said about the Miami Dolphins rumors, which we'll get to in a little while. But we kind of already knew this, right? We just get additional confirmation, courtesy of Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, who talked to Bruce Arians and got that quote, that he wanted to leave Todd with a situation that was a good one, right? He had faith in the coaching staff that he had built, that he had assembled, that has been in place for the last three seasons. And, uh, you know, he wanted to hand Todd Bowles a, a team that could contend for a championship because we all know Todd got kind of a raw deal with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't really dig them out of the hole that their um, management had dug for them. And continued so, to dig while he was there. Yeah, I mean, so we know that the Bucks were exploring other quarterback options. We had heard the rumors about Deshaun Watson, what a, a bullet they dodged there. We had heard that they were doing their due diligence on Baker Mayfield. There could have been some discussions regarding Russell Wilson that, that we're unsure about at this moment in time might come out, might not. Maybe they had no interest. So there were plenty of options that they could have explored, but it looked like every avenue that they were kind of going down was going to be a dead end. So Brady comes back. Bruce says, okay, this is perfect. I can transition away from the side of the field. Todd has a championship caliber team and a very weak NFC. And uh, we have the opportunity to win two Lombardis over the course of three years. Yeah, Yeah. it, it works out for everybody, I think. 
Yeah, and, and of course, Bruce Arians still on the team, right? Moved into a front office role from from what I understand, was still riding around the golf cart yeah. uh, on the practice fields during during OTAs a little bit and during the mandatory minicamp. So definitely, uh, and, and famously or infamously, depending on which outlet you work for, was sitting dead center in the war room during the NFL draft because that's a huge that's a huge deal. Um, right. Yeah, listen, I, I like everything you said. Obviously, both Bruce and Tom are lying. They hate each other, and the reason that Bruce Arians retired is because Tom Brady came back. Uh, look, what this does, I'm joking, everybody calm down. What this does, honestly, the answer is a big question. And and I think, and this is something that came out. I don't know how much we really dove into it or kind of grabbed onto it and drug along with it. But what, you know, to, uh, Bruce Arians timing of retiring was a little bit fishy. It was, it was kind of questionable. It was like, why would you retire? You know, usually when coaches retire, it's, you know, it's, it's during the dead part of the off season before all the major things start happening. And you have all the rumors of Tom and Bruce not getting along or, you know, more than like a typical coach and quarterback, but heads from time to time, because Coach Arians has admitted several times over that, you know, every once in a while we're going to butt heads or Jason Light has mentioned, you know, every once in a while there's going to be like a philosophical difference and disagreement. And that's just life. That's how, how it works. But this really kind of puts everything into that perspective. And, and I think this makes more sense for the timeline when you look at Bruce saying, look, bottom line, yes, I retired because Tom came back because I didn't want to leave Todd Bowles in a situation where he's having to scramble for a quarterback taking over as head coach of this team. Oh, by the way, Todd Bowles also still running the defense. So now you have a situation where Todd Bowles is the head coach. He's still running his defense, but now he's also got a new quarterback. He's got to break in or he's got to go try to find a new quarterback. And really, if you look at it, James, he, it's Blaine and Kyle. That, that's it. Because when you look from a veteran quarterback standpoint, a veteran that has some sort of control over his own future, like Deshaun Watson, are you going to want to go to a team to rebuild your career that is defense focused, that has a defensive head coach where the offensive coordinator that you're going to be working with, Byron Leftwich, very talented, very smart football mind, granted, probably not going to be there next year. You know what I mean? So you're going to come into this new situation with the Buccaneers and you're going to work with Byron for one year. You got all these amazing weapons. And then next year, your entire offense is going to change. And who knows who the Buccaneers are? are going to to hire who knows if they're going to give you influence and in, in, in who they hire uh russell wilson you could say the same thing when he was being courted by teams like the washington commanders this conversation came up in our discussions on locked on commanders a lot is russell wilson going to want to move to play for a team that is defensive minded the washington commanders yeah they brought in russell or uh carson wentz drafted Jahan dotson first round all this other stuff they are still a defense first team their focus is still on the defensive side of the ball their head coach is a, a former NFL linebacker, like all these things. So if you're Russell Wilson, do you really want to go play for a defensive-minded head coach where your offensive coordinator is kind of taking the back seat? So these are all things that factor into veteran decisions on where they go or where they end up, especially if they have some sort of control. So really, if you look at it, you got Blaine, Kyle, and then quarterbacks that maybe don't have a choice in where they go, a la Carson Wentz, maybe from the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, judging from the way that Washington fans reacted to Carson Wentz, I can't imagine Buccaneers fans would have been very happy about it either. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense once all this kind of stuff kind of comes to the surface and kind of bubbles up. Did Bruce Aarons and Tom Brady butt heads at the time? Probably, absolutely. Like you pretty much guarantee that they butt heads at, at some point in time and had some sort of philosophical difference. Is it the reason anything negative happened? Tom walked out and decided to quote-unquote retire? Probably not. Is it the reason Bruce Arians decided to retire when Tom came back? The reason isn't the negativity or any potential, you know, disagreements between the two. Now we see it, and I, and I think honestly, what Bruce is doing is is setting up somebody he cares deeply about for a very good second chance of being an NFL head coach. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that, and and 
you know, you take a look at, at the quarterback market that the Buccaneers were having to deal with, and it was slim pickings. Maybe they prevent Ryan Fitzpatrick from retiring, and he has a second stint uh, in Tampa. Maybe Honestly, I would sign up for that. If it can't be Tom, I, I would actually, I would honestly sign up for that. I, I would have loved the return of, of Fitzmagic, but yeah. you know, maybe they pull off a trade for, for Baker Mayfield, and that might still be in the cards. Like legitimately, you could be looking at a situation where Tom Brady does end up retiring after the season at the age of 45, the mark that that he's always talked about wanting to get to. And the Buccaneers bring in Baker Mayfield and, you know, you can continue to compete at a championship level. Am I saying Baker Mayfield's a championship, you know, caliber quarterback? Not exactly. But again, with the weak NFC, it definitely keeps them in the mix. It, It you can compete for that position with Baker Mayfield. So end of the day, we're all glad that Tom is back. We're all glad that Bruce is still with the organization. We're all glad that Todd Bowles is getting a legitimate opportunity at being an NFL head coach and proving that he can get the job done with a team that, you know, can get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. But it also kind of just shows the the influence that Tom Brady had. Not only did it spin – the entire Buccaneers offseason on top of its head, but it also, I mean, obviously have kind of flipped the professional lives uh, of two men upside down as well. But as important as Tom Brady is, he's not the only important part of the Buccaneers team, certainly not on the offense. We're going to name our most important members of the Buccaneers offense that is not named Tom Brady, and we're going to do that here in a second. Thanks to our friends over at BlueNile.com, where you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with a modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Bucks listeners, you get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings, so use the code locked on at bluenile.com. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. Thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listener view of the day. We have an important favor to ask you. We've been asking you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and we thank you ahead of time for your help. James, we all know how important Tom Brady is. We just got done talking about literally Bruce Arians' professional life, Todd Bowles' professional life. Uh, completely turned upside down in the blink of an eye. I'm sure it was faster or longer than a blink of an eye, but because of Tom Brady's decision. However, he's not the mo- he's not the only important player. He's, he's definitely the most important player, but he's not the only important player on the offensive side of the ball. So we're going to talk about our most important offensive player, not named Tom Brady. And I think we're going not quarterback, right? Because obviously Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask not expected to be on the field very often during the regular season. I am going to go predictably according to you offensive line and i and i mean i'm curious to know why you why you predicted i would go there ahead of time which is why when i threw my name in the script you said i knew you're going offensive line but i didn't dive into it because i want to know but i also want our listeners uh to know 
but it's not left tackle, which I think when when you hear I'm going offensive line, I'm going left tackle, blind side blocker, da da da. It's actually Ryan Jensen, and it's Ryan Jensen because in reality, it's the left and right guards. But I can only pick one, so both left and right guards are going to be new this year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Granted, Aaron Stenny, playoff experience, Super Bowl champion, all those things. Shaq Mason has blocked for Tom Brady uh, before. Luke Kadecki, you know, he's he's highly touted rookie. He's been doing great so far. We'll see how much he really gets in there, how much of a competition this is. But no matter what duo of guards are playing in front of Tom Brady, they're going to be brand new. Since before his days with the Buccaneers, James, everybody has said, you know this, I know this. How do you want to pressure Tom? Right up the middle. He doesn't have pocket escaping ability. So if he can't climb the pocket, you keep him on his back foot. You take him out of his 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 most you know advantageous comfort zone, all of those things. So while those guards are probably the, the real answer here, I'm going Ryan Jensen because now, more than ever, Ryan is the emotional and the physical leader, I think, on that offensive line. They need to adopt his tenacity. They need to adopt his professionalism. Um, Ryan needs to keep the flags off the field because he's got two new guys that might struggle a little bit here and there. So let's keep the helmet slapping to a minimum. But meanwhile, set those two new guards up, especially in the early goings, set them up for success, help them be successful so that the team can be successful. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm not going to refute your answer at all. And the reason that I knew you were going offensive wide is, yeah, this was a conversation that I had come up with uh, sometime last week, maybe the week mm. before. It's like, you know, it, yeah, I know who I feel is the most important player outside of Tom Brady on the offense. And I pitched this idea to you, and I didn't specify skill position players because yeah. that was where my mind went was skill position. And it's like, you know what? Tom Brady is that quarterback where you have to keep him upright. He, as you said, he doesn't have the escapability. You know, he doesn't. I, let's not go so far as to say that Tom Brady is not a running quarterback because we know that he is. Um, but <laughs> the importance of, of keeping Tom upright to keep that offensive moving is, is imperative. So mm-hmm. when I when I pitched the idea to you, I was like, I know how David thinks. I know how David looks at the offense. I know the direction he is going to go in, and I would bet that he's either going to go with Ryan Jensen or Tristan Wirfs. Those were the two guys that I felt you were likely going to go with. Now, when when we were discussing this pre-show, you said, I have two guys in mind. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious as to who the other guy was. Were were my two thoughts the two guys that you had planned that you were going to try to go with? So, no, only because... I went with a totally different way of thinking. So like with my second name, so this is the most important player on the Buccaneers offense to, you know, period. My second thought process wraps around who do I think needs to kind of step up the most in their role to give the Buccaneers the best chance of success. That's a different person. I don't know if you want me to name that person right now, or if you want me to wait, but that's a different person because of the different criteria that we're talking about. Okay, we'll wait until the end of the end of the conversation and you can reveal that second name. But okay. the the player that my mind drifted over to mm-hmm. was Leonard Fournette. Yeah, you know, this is a guy that has returned now as the number one guy. He was signed two years ago, was a critical member of yeah. the offense. There's a reason he was nicknamed Playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny. He was crucial to the success of the offense in that Super Bowl run. Then heading into last season, we still had questions surrounding his role. 
because you have Ronald Jones coming off of what should have been a thousand yard season had he not missed the last game of the year. Who's going to be the the number one guy? Who's going to be the number two guy? How are they going to split time? What's mm -hmm. the rotation going to look like? And and Lenny took over that role. You know, he absolutely just destroyed Ronald Jones in that competition. And we saw him get better and better throughout the season. I mean, last year, you're looking at over 800 rushing yards. He played 14 games. You know, he had that injury against the New Orleans Saints. So he has mm -hmm. over 800 rushing yards. He's got over uh, 450 receiving yards. Yeah, He has 10 total touchdowns. He was a huge member of the offense. And now we know there's no questions around him. Yeah. He is the guy. Nope. And you have, as as you pointed out numerous times in the first segment of the show, you have a defensive-minded head coach now who's still running the defense and has already come out and made a strong commitment to the run game. You don't need 44-year-old Tom Brady chucking the ball 40 to 50 times a game yeah. like we've seen the last two seasons. You have to have Leonard Fournette dictate the pace of play extend these these long scoring drives for the Buccaneers, keeping the other team's offense off the field. And you don't have to put up 30, 34 points a game to win. You can win scoring 24. You can win scoring 20 as long as you are dominating the time of possession. And to me, all of that lends credence to how important Leonard Fournette is. And to your credit, Leonard Fournette's success hinges on your most most important player, right. Ryan Jensen, and and the ability of this new look offensive line to create space and openings for him. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that pick, and I think you're 100 right. So the the other player that I was going to pick just to, to fit that in here in this segment before we we head to our next break uh, is Rashad White, and it's actually for a lot of reasons you just said. Remember, I'm saying needs to step up, right? So like Mike Evans, we just need Mike Evans to be Mike Evans. We need Lenny to be Lenny. We need et cetera, et cetera, right? But even when, like you, you could say the wide receiver position, maybe right. We like we need Russell Gage to step up or whoever. But honestly, you have so many wide receivers and so many different types of wide receivers that if the combination of Mike and Russ and Scotty isn't working, let's try Mike Russ and Tyler. Let's try Mike Tyler and Jalen. Let's try Mike Ch Jalen and Devin Tompkins. Maybe like there are so many combinations you could roll out there. I mean, I mean, let's let's put Cam Brate. Let's split him out in the slot and see what happens then. Right? There are so many combinations you could do a receiver that. I can't pinpoint one guy that really needs to elevate uh, to really kind of give the Buccaneers the best chance to possibly be successful to be as as to to, to uh, accentuate, but to maximize their success right in the regular season. That's what that's what Rashad White does for me because, and I will be honest, I'm going off the assumption that he's going to beat out Keyshawn Vaughn to be the number two back. But I think so. Leonard Fournette, you know, uh, teams have learned right. Teams like the Carolina Panthers who rely on Christian McCaffrey, the Tennessee Titans who rely on Derrick Henry. They have learned that when you rely on one back, that usually spells disaster. That's not really a, a, a sustainable model for success. You need that second guy and teams that have no running game. I mean, you look at the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones gets banged up, has to leave the field, that offense grinds to a halt. Devontae Adams or no Devontae Adams, right? So it's very important. So as important as the number one back is, the number two back, I think, is equally or just a hair less important because that's the guy that's going to keep RB1 healthy. And that's the guy that's going to allow RB1 to pace himself and not get 20 carries in the first half because now you can come in and you can take eight of those carries and take maybe you know four or five more carries in the second half. And if you're a three-down back potential prospect, 
which is what everybody say. Logan Robinson, you know, on, on Friday, our guest there talking about seeing that three down potential out of a guy like Rashad White already early on, then you can maximize that potential. So for me, that's why Rashad White was my second answer. Yeah, and real quick, I love that answer because we all know how effective Leonard Fournette gets later in the game, keeping him fresh by having Rashad White get those carries in the first half and and help keep Lenny fresh is going to make him more effective down the stretch, beat down opposing defenses, and really be an impact player late in games when you truly, truly need him. So coming up in just a moment, we are going to talk about what Tom Brady did and what he didn't say regarding the Miami Dolphins rumors. And, you know, I I would never bet on getting a 100% straight answer from Tom Brady. But one thing that I would bet on is the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup Finals. And you can do that over at betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds including this year's NBA Finals, this year's Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. And Tom Brady finally got the opportunity to speak with the media, or should I say the media finally got the opportunity to speak with Tom Brady at the end of last week. And the local writers had not had the opportunity to ask him about all of these Miami Dolphins rumors from part ownership to forcing a trade to any number of things. So you had all these rumors circulating and Tom Brady finally got the chance to address him in which he didn't deny them, but he didn't really confirm them either. Now we've gone over these rumors numerous times that Brady was in conversations with the Miami Dolphins owner. who was also a Michigan grad. They had that connection there. Uh, you know, apparently the two of them have a really good relationship. And so there was the talk of Tom Brady becoming part owner, but also the quarterback and bringing in Sean Payton to be the head coach and all this madness. And and Brady was asked about it. And, you know, he basically went in circles and, you know, well, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of people, but I'm in Tampa and I'm happy to be back with with all of my teammates and we're going to take another run at this and yada, yada, yada. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he had the conversations. It doesn't matter if it was ever discussed between the Dolphins and the Buccaneers regarding a trade. It doesn't matter. Because what is happening now is Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's not going to go half-heartedly into the season just because this Dolphins thing potentially fell through and, and didn't really matter. Um. Could he become part owner of the Dolphins after he retires from the Buccaneers? Sure. Could he become part owner and quarterback of the Miami Dolphins after his contract with the Bucs expires following the 2022 season? Possibly. All that matters now is that Tom Brady's quarterback of the Bucs for this season, and they have an opportunity to go for a Super Bowl. That is what's important. Yes, absolutely. But this story is entertaining as hell. I don't care. Listen, I believe 
Okay. Now more than anything that Tom Brady did have conversations of buying a minority stake with the Miami dolphins. Now beyond that, right? Everything is still conjecture, right? Like maybe the idea was thrown out like, yeah, once I buy a minority share, then maybe I come out of retirement, we get the bucks to trade my rights. And then maybe we bring Sean Blake, you know what I mean? Like who knows how deep the truths really go, but just the answer alone. Right. And, and listen, Tom Brady is a very sure minded person. He knows what he wants to say. He knows what he doesn't want to say. I'm kind of surprised that Tom wasn't more prepared for this question. And, and maybe in somewhere in his head, he thought like, well, it's been long enough. Maybe they won't bring it up now. I'm obviously here. I'm not going to Miami, but it was going to come up. And I mean, I think everybody knew it was going to come up, but listen to some of these answers. Okay. Uh, of, of questions he was asked. He was asked about Bruce and his, and his relationship, right? And he said, quote, he and I have a great relationship. Part of why I chose here was because of Bruce. He knows how I feel about him. And that's the most important thing. And I know how he feels about me End quote. Beautiful. Perfect. Nailed it. Right. Now, later on in the press conference, following the Dolphins conversation, he was kind of asked about, you know, or he mentioned his commitment, like you just said, quote, that's been my commitment to this team and organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half years now, and it's been an incredible part of my football journey, et cetera, et cetera, end quote, right? Very sure-minded, very, very confident quotes. Here's his quote following the Dolphins question, James. Quote, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people as I've had for the last three or four years of my career about, you know, different opportunities when I'm done playing football. So, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do and et cetera, et cetera. The, you knows, we know what those are, James. Those are pauses. And why are you pausing? Cause you're thinking, why are you thinking? Cause you don't know exactly what to say, which means there's a ring of truth there. Now, again, to me, it's just entertaining, right? I don't like, I don't, I don't look at it as like Tom Brady was going to betray the Buccaneers. It's just, it's just, it's what Tom's, what I do believe is words. I'm just looking at my, my after football life and what I could possibly be doing Team ownership is, is a part of that whole thing. You know what I mean? Broadcasting is another part of that whole thing. So, again, I'm with you. Like I don't think anybody needs to get too spun up about it, but I do find it a little bit entertaining from the soap opera angle of NFL life. Uh, and that, but, the, but nothing more than that. And just, again, knowing Tom's mannerisms, kind of how he usually comes into things, the you knows and the pauses and all those things, those, those, lend, those, 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 aren't, those aren't there by accident. Those are there for a reason. Yeah, and honestly, with, with all of that allegedly falling apart, you would think that Brady probably wouldn't explore minority ownership after this season anyway because that would mean he'd have to walk away from that fat deal that he got from the NFL on Fox yeah. to be an announcer. Now, yeah. we don't I know. They want owners announcing games. Yeah, not so much unless he's just not allowed to do Dolphins games. Yeah. Um, but – you you don't know how that's going to work out, right? Yeah. You don't know if we're going to have another Drew Brees situation, just, you know, something else that Tom Brady's better at than Drew Brees uh, could be announcing. But if it doesn't pan out and, and Brady's terrible, then maybe he's canned after a year and then he can go into the ownership side of things. But yeah, you're 100% right. He was He did not have a very Tom Brady answer ready. For that question for the local media, but they asked it. It's uh, done with. Uh, it shouldn't come up anymore. Barring, I'm going to ask it every time I'm in Tampa. I'm like, yeah. are you still? Do you regret not buying a minority share of the Dolphins right now? Uh, After the Super Bowl, Tom. Even with the eighth ring, are you regretting? Not buying? Yeah, look, I think that's the important thing. Everybody's remember it's not important from from a a holistic standpoint. Right? It's entertaining. It had to be talked about. So, you know, that's that's basically what we're doing here. But yeah, Tom is he's a buccaneer. 
honestly, I don't, if I'm Robert Kraft, like if, if Tom Brady's out there looking to buy minority shares of franchise, how, if you're Robert Kraft, do you not go to Tom and say, Tommy, Tommy, 10%, let's go. We'll get you 10 points. You come in here and be a co-owner of the New England page. How do you not make that happen? I want to know why he wouldn't buy a minority share of the Buffalo Bills since he's owned him his entire career. Ooh, snap. Just saying. All right. Hashtag Joe Marino or shout out to Joe Marino. Yeah, there you go. And can you imagine after I know you didn't watch the match, but for those that did the amount of trash talk that Brady slung at Josh Allen, can you imagine Brady then being Josh Allen? That'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. I'm here for it. And I would need it to turn into a reality show. I don't care if you put it on ESPN plus or Hulu or wherever. Give me that reality show of Brady being Josh Allen's boss. All right. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. We will be back on Wednesday. If you guys have any questions or comments for the show, of course, you can reach out to us at LockedOnBucksPodcast.gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. And as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for the real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. You can check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.